Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit, EndoDecoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, EndoAligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, EndoDNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind, created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Thank you for tuning in to another special episode of Cannabis Legalization News. We have some huge news this week. Uh, Some really big stuff. You can't believe how much... America wants this to be legalized. And then there's also a cool how to cannabis. So you're going to want to stick around. We're going to talk about the number one thing that is keeping cannabis illegal. Uh, So, of course, the industry is for 21 plus. We also did the bumper already. Let's get into the news and bring on Miggy. What up, Miggy? What's up, buddy? How's it going? Oh, it's going all right. You know, it's springtime here in Illinois, and so now everything's really, really pretty, and uh, I'm sneezing a lot, but, you know, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, same here. Allergy season. Ah. Allergy season's here, and it's also a pole season, and so uh, the, the nice pollster is over at Gallup. Is it a Gallup poll? What's our lead story for this week of cannabis legalization news? That is 7 and 10. Thanks to Marijuana Moment, you know, for always being there. Uh, seven in ten Americans back marijuana legalization with majorities embracing pro-reform politicians. Two no polls find. Uh, That's right. Smash them likes. If you're one of those seven in ten Americans that back cannabis legalization, both majorities, again, nonpartisan issue. It's just the right thing to do. 70%. I mean, essentially, it's 70% Americans. Like, you go outside your window, you see ten people, more right. than half of them are okay with you smoking joint. Like, that's Yep. Brought to you by a market research firm. And then if you whip out your marijuana card, or your medical card, suddenly it goes up to 92% of Americans. Oh. 92% of Americans do not agree with the federal classification of cannabis. And yet, there it is. Still there. It's So, yeah, that's crazy. You know, so majority of Americans recognize it as medicine. That, that's pretty good. I mean, that's a pretty awesome thing. I Again, why is why do we have prohibition now, right? Like this is the mm-hmm. one law that enables bad behavior. Why why are we still here? We're harming ourselves, enabling people to interrupt your life over a smell. You know that's it's fucking nuts. I mean, like everything going on with shadow bans and uh, uh, oh man, I don't, I just <laughs> getting hizzy. Well, we're going to talk about that at the end. That's our How to Cannabis segment. So let's let's kind of wait on that one. But I love these infographics that they've whipped up. You know, Democrats, 94% support it. Republicans still support medical cannabis, 88%. You know, it's it's so beyond a majority that really our How to Cannabis section regarding like what the number one thing that's standing in your cannabis business's way uh, in 2022 stick around to the end of that because it has something to do with Elon Musk buying Twitter. But uh, it's it's just an evidence of that. I can't believe that we have such public support and yet it can't get done. Uh, and that just has to do with, um, you know, Pol- the world we live in. Yeah. Politics. Exactly. <laughs> and again, this is, I don't understand. This is an, an American issue, 100%, right? So, if 94% Democrats and 88% Republicans put that average, that's at least 
90% Americans. Like, mm-hmm. why do we enable this thing of fear for people to be criminals? That's that's un-American. It's 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 unhuman. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's not a lot of humanity in America. Uh, and if there was humanity in America, we'd all have health care uh, and, and education. Um, and then, like, we would, also have, <laughs> we'd also have legalized cannabis. And so, like, there we'd have flying cars, uh, but oh, yes. uh, not, not that much. I mean, like, there's only so much that you can do before the laws of physics come up and smack you. But anyway, man, uh, it's a great story. Another one that you always see, especially if you're over at our Facebook page. That's You can't find it because of a particular thing. But if you go to facebook.com backslash free THC, you can follow us for all of Miggy's dank cannabis memes. I try to keep it light. <laughs> try to keep it light, as they say, and don't look up. We like to keep it light. Wait, it's this is a heavy topic, right? We, we cover culture, we cover news, yeah. but it's also people's lives that's right. the thing that gets me man it's like the one thing what's the most valuable thing that you have time exactly and that's the most valuable thing we all have right so fuck me it's just so frustrating though positive news ish uh happened uh thanks to npr or nothing thanks to but uh biden takes uh, his first actions on clemency with three pardons and seven commutations that was big trending news this week. Biden says that he is going to grant millions to jobs, not millions of people, but millions of monies for jobs, housing, uh, and for formerly incarcerated people. And he's uh, unveiled this plan a couple days ago that's going to allocate $145 million to developing reentry plans for incarcerated people, which would connect them to resources for their jobs or housing and perhaps even loans upon their release. I got to give it to this so far. This, so it's underwhelming with the pardons and the commutations because, you know, I used to get really excited every year for every president who, whenever there's a press release for this kind of stuff, and I'd be looking for people who I know's names like Luke Scamarzo or Lance Glore. But a lot of these are very, uh, as re- put it out, um, somebody put post uh, pointed out, if I can get my words out, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, better late than never, though. This is such low hanging fruit. So low hanging clemency fruit, you know, this, yep. a lot of these people were already out. <laughs> it's we have people still losing time in their lives. So, but what they did do though, they did enable the Pell Grant now to be used. So, if you have a, a conviction, you can get uh, college grants. So, that's a, a step forward. Yeah, they used to like take away. I remember when I was in college, yeah. they would take away your subscri- your scholarships if you got busted for weed. That's how draconian the laws were in the 90s and uh, early 2000s. Well, I, I'd always wondered, dude. I mean, like, we could have had the cure for cancer. We could have had better battery technology. Why? Because, But we don't because th- those minds have been arrested. Those minds have been suppressed. And, you know, they're right. not able to be. But, it's uh, like we uh, literally shot ourselves in the foot. Because very much we did. We shot yeah. ourselves right in the dying foot. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we're still shadow banning endocannabinoid system, right? That should be out in the open. That should be in the books of, of, of scholarly, you know, people. Right. Yeah. It should also be in uh, education books, you know? Exactly. But until then, you know, we're going to be just pulling in more money. So is this a, a, is there a bumper on this one? Yeah. If we are going to the next one, are you going to go to the stock one? No, no. There's next one is uh, Arizona. Are Really? The next one's Arizona. I thought under the show notes, it goes lead story, Biden, pot stocks. All right. Oh, I see. You skipped the pot stocks ones. Do you want to do this ones or how do you want to? uh, I'll do it because it's about because it's about money. And then you can do the one that's about trends. How about that? All right. Cool. Cannabis Industry Larry here with some pot stock news. Did you know that Arizona collected more tax revenue from marijuana than alcohol and tobacco combined, according to its March data? That is uh, 1.7 million from tobacco and 3.7 million from alcohol sales. Meanwhile, in March, Arizona collected 6.3 million in cannabis taxes. Can you believe that? I know that I can't. What about Miggy? What do you think about that? More taxes on cannabis than on alcohol and tobacco combined in the state of Arizona. 
Yeah, you know, the, the, the why I was a little confused because I might have smoked a little bit, but as I have all the articles and I'm reading the headline, I'm like, how is this related to pot stocks? But then again, I guess yeah, in no, your I, business, you're flourishing. It, it, it proves, but again, recession proof. This commodity is recession proof. And if you're doing it right, if you're, what is it, like your bottom dollar, you're like knowing your books, right? If you're not an MSO, you got to have like your price points and, and know how much your profit margins are. And, you know, this this is all grown-up shit for regulation and running a business. It's no longer buying a quarter pound and 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 breaking it up and selling it to your boys. No, you need to understand uh, commodities, right? Your, your, your retail services. So retail is important, especially if you're going to try to lease. Yeah. Make sure your uh, cash flows and your financial models allow you to stay above water. But uh, I like that advocates and the stakeholders are touting these March figures. Not only do they underscore the economic opportunity, but also that provide regular ac- regulated access to cannabis means fewer people might even use those more dangerous drugs like alcohol or tobacco. I tell you what, man, I used to believe like they're used to before even the first recreational state, you know, a lot of the naysayers were like, you'll never pull in that much revenue to help, uh, you know, put a dent into the, uh, 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 the deficit. But honestly, I, I think as cannabis can pull in a billion dollars within X amount of states, can you imagine federally? It would just... Well, you don't want to imagine too much federally because then they might actually uh, tax it into oblivion. And yeah. so uh, you don't want that. You want uh, taxes to be easy to collect and uh, low enough so that the revenue that you're supposed to collect is collected and then not so high that it's it suppresses the industry. But you know, with that argument, as far as like the, the high taxes, right? Say federally... Worst case scenario, right? There's a 60% tax. It's federally legal. You got the Budweiser's everywhere in the Walmarts. But like, can mom and pop start? Is there a chance now for no more arrests and just to plant a seed and call it good? Because really, the culture will take care of itself. You know, the people will be buying that high-end bullshit. But then people want to like grow tomatoes. Yeah, people love growing tomatoes. uh, I actually have uh, several large tomatoes. Uh, in there, it's uh, so we have this huge one in our downtown or downstairs garden, uh, and it's just everywhere. So we have uh, the, the heirloom tomatoes are not the dwarf tomatoes. If you're going to be growing tomatoes in your inside, uh, inside your house, I recommend dwarf tomatoes, not oh yeah, uh, oh they get so big, and then sometimes they just don't stop growing. But uh, nope, they do not. <laughs> Good shit though. Oh, excuse me. Uh, we got international news. Yep. Okay. Right? Yeah, let's do some international news, man. All right. All right. Thanks to Standard Media. Come on. Get in there. South Africa approves first legal cannabis pharmacy, a.k.a. a dispensary. <laughs> Just, I, I read this, and it very sounds very uh, uh, interesting, almost like you know when you use words to like beef up a position like for janitor, you're like yep. a custodial engineer, you know. So custodian, Dick, <laughs> as Dave Chappelle would have said in Half Baked. But you know what I'm saying. So like this unmatched launch follows the decriminalization of cannabis in South Africa in 2018. So they've been decriminalized since 2018 in South Africa only, uh, mm-hmm. according to the report by the Sunday Times. THC Pharmacy is South Africa's first legal cannabis pharmacy, aka dispensary. Nice. It's going to supply card-carrying medicinal cannabis users that are registered with the South African Pharmacy Council uh, and the Health Department. According to THC Africa's CEO, Kyle Brocklebank, the pharmacy is located in Glenda. I believe that's how it's pronounced. Johannesburg. Yeah, Yeah. Glenada, Johannesburg. It supplies two others, CBD Hub in Myerton and CBD Emporium in Balatwo. So, um, talk about monopoly, though. Well, you know, it, uh, yeah, it's pretty hard to get into the industry if there's only those three stores. But like, the wow, invest in that one company right now because they're going to be, <laughs> they got it locked in. That's- they do. They do. So locked in that each card only allows 120 grams a month for a person, which I guess would come out to how many grams a day? So 30 days, 120 be four grams a day a little bit more than eighth a day so governor tate reeves would have uh, issue with this 
but that is the medical supply in South Africa, 120 grams a month. I really just hate this judging of how much medicine you should have, right? Like, we don't tell you how much Viagra you should have or... Uh, well, your doctor should, but your doctor should be like, take this many milligrams this often, right? He's not yeah. just like, experiment with the stuff, you know? Yeah, but doctors are like, okay, this is to treat this, but also here's a pamphlet of other shit that might be happening to you. So let me know if this happens. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I think America is the only country in the world that allows uh, direct to uh, patient advertising like that, where it's like, ask your doctor about this, uh, where they tell and they give a call. Uh, yeah, call to action to people watching the news to have a discussion with their doctor about their product. Dude, funny story. Yeah, you're right. Because uh, uh, Europe, uh, I, I read an article the other day where this person was from England and was like, I was shocked to see these pharmaceutical commercials on TV touting all these things. It's like, that's not how medicine's supposed to work. You know, like you're being informed, but more like, oh, wow, that's a cute puppy. And that that disease looks awesome. Give me that pill. Ridiculous. So that's what we got going on. I'm not sure. Uh, we've beaten the, the dead horse about the uh, uh, South African. I think we have. And so now we have uh, a 420 somewhere in approximately three minutes. Uh, oh. So while we're doing that, I say that we actually um, we shill stuff. That's the thing that you should do. <laughs> That's how you get respect, by shilling things. Because otherwise, nobody is, is going to give it. Uh, to you. you, you have to go get it. And Absolutely. so you can go get yourself some cannabis legalization news podcast on uh, Apple Podcast. And that's right. We have to update that because Lauren's no longer with us. It's too bad. But um, uh, we do have 42 ratings. So go over there, rate us five stars, and then leave us a scathing mean tweet filled uh, review of us. And then, of course, you can also visit cannabislegalizationnews.com where you can sign up for our newsletters. And you can see that we're kind of live right there. And every time we publish one of these videos, it becomes an article. So uh, go check us out over at that website as well. And don't forget to tickle those likes and molest that subscribe. Just molest. Oh, it's, I like it. You know, you know it's a, it's a interesting usage of that verb there, Miggy. Hey, I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny, dude. As I go through the comments, you know, there's a lot of like misconceptions in how we get change, right? People want to right. sue the president. That's not how this nah, works. Yeah. That's that's only just going to get you dismissed. And so, like, that's all sorts of dismissals that happen and have happened in cannabis's uh, past. But uh, I think maybe the Supreme Court might take it up. Uh, even, so, you know, Clarence Thomas did that episodic, more than coherent uh, blurb. But then they allowed IRC 280E to continue, which sucks, by the way. Um and in this episodic, as opposed to coherent uh, regulation they have when it comes to our favorite flower, that may continue uh, until something changes, something algorithmically changes. But well, even I mean, how can you have 92% support and it still doesn't move? Seriously, though, that, but that kind of shows you the, what is it, the party over uh, the people? Uh, it, it shows you the power of suppression and it shows you the power of censorship. Uh, that's my that's my theory on it. It shows you that power, but you know it's you almost have to do the censorship because then it, it can constitutes like some type of federal conspiracy. Um, well, I don't know. I still think that they the Biden administration should come out tomorrow and say there's a moratorium against enforcing the federal law cannabis laws, and everybody who's in prison for a cannabis crime is out of prison. Time it is. Look at what time it is. What time is it? It's Smoking 20 past the hour. We're going to take a short break to vent. To vent. Yep. That one was brought to you by Collateral Base and uh, our wonderful law blog on the cannabis industry. CannabisIndustryLawyer.com uh, Good big news. Big news is happening over there. Uh, and so if you haven't become a client yet, you have about three days and then we're we're not taking any more clients, uh, probably for the first two weeks of May, uh, because we have a lot of technological updates that we're going to be launching, not just at CanvasIndustryLawyer.com, but uh, at CollateralBase.com. And it, it should allow us to serve our clients uh, two ways. 
first higher quality level of service so it's going to be a distinguishing factor as to why because there's so many people out there that want to be your cannabis industry lawyer they will beg and plead and then ask you for more stuff and then send you an invoice on a monthly basis uh but the the stuff that we have uh, that we're going to be launching and so why we're closing uh has to do with a user experience that i really don't see anyone else providing uh, and i would not only that it also would allow you to work more closely with your general counsel so that you're not going to get into any real problems and uh, anybody in the cannabis industry knows fraught with real problems yeah i mean i don't understand how rich people don't know how to use google but hey uh rich people don't need to know how to use google they go to the country club and then they ask somebody and then that somebody uses google and then they find out who has the money and they figure out how to put it into their pocket it's uh it's the rule of the rich i mean again i mean see some people like lose so much like large amounts it's just uh it's whatever man i get it but hey we got some trending news oh in trending news let's uh let's go hit that trending news Kansas medical marijuana bill can pass this week following conference announcement. Thank you, marijuana moment. That's huge news. Kansas, everybody who's there watching from Kansas and waiting for cannabis and, and medical cannabis in Kansas, I hope that you're smashing those likes right now. So much so that I think, you know, you have to do something for us over there in Kansas. And it, it looks like they may. But um, I want them to turn Kansas slightly greener. So if you oh, yes. want to check out your state's uh, legalities. And like, for example, we have a lot of content on New Jersey because it just went. And so we have all these things. And then New Mexico, we have a lot of content on as well. But if you go to Kansas, sweet baby Jane, there's not even one, one freaking nothing. And so now we have something that we can actually put on the map in Kansas because they look like they will be legalizing medical cannabis. There's a lot of uh, uh, good activists out there in Kansas. Uh, Bleeding Heart Kansas is one of the uh, organizations I've been following for years. Uh, see, a bill to legalize medical marijuana in Kansas may pass imminently, with key lawmakers from both chambers being appointed on Tuesday to a conference committee where they will be charged with hammering out the details for reform. So this is how shit happens, period. That's right. <laughs> you know, uh, I just wonder what they're, do they have any limits? Have they decided what they're negotiating on here? I don't know. Just, you know, it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. So the, the latest development is unrelated to Bill SB 12 will be the vehicle for the cannabis uh, legislation. So it's unrelated. So it means there's another bill? Probably. Uh, from what I recall from reading the article previously, has to do with the um, each bill that they had and they had competing bills and they didn't quite match enough, but for whatever reason under certain oh. candidates law if they come out of a committee and they're fairly close they can still be merged into the same bill uh, and i'm probably mischaracterizing that but you know it, that's what i read from when scanning that and going like oh wow kansas is getting into it but it means that after that passes that'll make some big news and then we'll really have the specifics as opposed to like the two separate bills that are competing that are getting reconciled and i really yeah. hope that and I recall re scrolling through the uh, list of conditions, PTSD was in there and other chronic conditions, and so that's really a good. Uh, it's it's signaling a fairly open uh, market. But yeah. again, why wouldn't you have an open market if you're Kansas? Simply, well, that's yeah, that's Kansas. Uh, if you're Kansas. You have this this thing called Oklahoma directly underneath you, <laughs> and so like if you have Oklahoma directly underneath you, well. You know, you might as well get some of that that border money that you've seen for the past Seriously. few years and then pop it right there because then everybody from Nebraska and Iowa will just be pouring right in and they don't have to go all the way down to Oklahoma no more. But yeah, something yeah. else. But it says uh, it has more than 20 qualifying conditions. So that's a good thing. Like you said, PTSD is right. one of them, including cancer, glaucoma, you know, your traditional diseases, I hate to say. Right. And also for any other chronic debilitating or terminal condition, uh, in theory, that could be intractable pain for me. Uh, if, oh, yeah. and, and then pain and PTSD are some of the, the larger um, catch-alls in, in patients uh, or qualifying conditions in states that have qualifying conditions as opposed to just trusting the doctor's recommendation like they do in Oklahoma. And they're saying the 30-day supply of cannabis is what they're trying to go for. So, And again, they'll probably end up being an amount limit. 
as they always try to curtail the person's uh, uh oh there's gonna be a tac cap though on plant material on how much 35 percent. 35 percent thc cap on plant material i would i would bet a dollar that that is everything uh, yeah. and and then if somebody goes oh no no i know about this one strain that tests more than 35 <laughs> percent i would say well i will bet wager that dollar and then uh after that we would make sure that we test it a couple of times because we want a, a third party you know non-bias tester that's doing it and also we would like to see the uh inspection of the sample uh you know hopefully like through harvest so it's not just like okay keep it yeah. right now go get it tested yeah well and also the methodology too how are you doing this how are you how are you achieving that number uh but yeah no this is this would be the 35 percent. that's a that's a decent cap for flour i mean that's no, least... no flower gets that. Like, I don't think wow. most flower touches 30. That's what I'm saying. Like, 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 that's better than the fucking point one for hemp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just... Well, point three. It's point three. Yeah, but, point... yeah. Arbitrary numbers are just dumb shit, man. Yep. Oh. But the, the hemp number is truly arbitrary because otherwise it would have been in a ratio. But then they didn't know that when they were making the regulation because they're stupid and they <laughs> they weren't allowed to research it, which is, again, cripplingly terribly stupid and this is federal law that is still on the books again the bad law that enables that 92 percent of people want changed because they believe in medical cannabis and 70 percent of people just are like hey you're an adult go ahead and use it that's so crazy man yep certainly is moving on to the next story what do we got oh we gotta name the strain oh i love the name that strain let's play some of that do it Do you got that, that that bumper? I got the article. <laughs> Wait, oh, okay. Let me let me hit the name that strain, then we'll get we'll get playing that. I thought you were... strain that you are going to name today on today's episode of it is that strain right there. Uh, that's a really pretty uh, nug. It doesn't look like it has very much damage to it. What so freaking ever? Nice, uh, nice trim. Uh, this is a, a hybrid, a beautiful. Little Everything's hybrid. a hybrid these days. I mean, they hybridize yeah, everything, yeah. Uh, which again, it's the name of the game. Move the product, yeah, yeah. have something new. You can't have something new without hybridization. It is in a dominant though, and I think you know. For me, I'm an in a dominant person. That that makes me know that I've smoked something decent. Oh no no nope 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 nope. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, the name of this strain has something to do with, uh, it's a two-word strain, and uh, it's not its not a land race or anything like that, or even a legacy uh, strain. It's This one is, I think, pretty new. What, what year did this strain come out? Is it in the notes? Well, it's a... Uh, 2016, yeah. Yeah. So it probably would be a 2016 strain out of Colorado, uh, winner of Best Hybrid Flower. And, um, Mixed with that's, two... One, I like this name, Rare dank, Dankness. I've never heard oh, of that. Oh, Rare Dankness. Uh, yeah, it's a Rare Dankness strain. Uh, that guy is famous, and he was able really? to get into Colorado, and then he just kept raising money and expanding so that he could get such a large footprint and have such high quality with his genetics that, that you know, if you have that high-quality genetic that sells out all the time, uh, see how well – because then you're on the other side of the supply curve. You know, it's one thing when you can't move your product. It's another thing when your product's already moving. Like, well, how much product can I move? You know, uh, and that's that was kind of the thing that happened to Rare Dankness. Well, you can only do so much as you can personally do, man. Because, uh, 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 like Wonder Brent, you know, they're great flower. I imagine that guy's getting burned out down there in Southern California, but you know, who knows? Because I think you have to be hands off. That's good why no, your SOPs are important, but yeah, you right. should. Like, it's a business. It's not you. And um, it, I mean, sure, you could do. Like, you know, you it could be somebody's kitchen, right? You know, some chef, but then that chef isn't the restaurant, right? Uh, and yeah. you shouldn't necessarily run your companies like that. You know, you should want it to be something that after you've built it, there's a way that it goes and you are now having people that you trust run it for you. Uh, and then you can go like become a charitable chap, like, you know, all those other yeah. guys on the West Coast. No, I feel it. I mean, uh, I think my only problem with cannabis is, has been, it's been 
the activism and then the like you have to really do this out of the goodness of your heart type bullshit like you have to be altruistic because there are people in distress and things that need to be done and you have to speak up because there's people like in kentucky who just are afraid to speak up people with jobs people with trucking driver's license you know they don't want to be singled out pointed out we try our best to be undercover but uh, yeah i haven't seen it yet so far nope i've seen a lot of great guesses but again classic uh colorado strain and um it was a it was a pretty interesting it's a crossing of mazar or mazar and blueberry yeah. og with rare dankness so i can just smell it from here oh wait that's my weed in my pocket uh, it has a fairly short flower. Well, not really fairly short then. It's it's a fairly long flowering time of 65 days. So this is one of those ones when you're rocking uh, nine flowering rooms. Uh, that'd be great because then by the time it's the ninth week, uh, hopefully this this strain is ready to pull down. It's got some dense purple buds, sweet lemon flavor, and it's for pain, insomnia, AIDS, PTSD, and gastrointestinal disorders. Eh, nobody yet. All right. Well, pretty sure that we might just want to do it. What's our next to- story before we have to? Oh, oh, that's a good one. We can kind of milk this for a little bit more, I suppose. But yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, you want to go into history? No, no. Let's let's close out the name that strain before we get into the history. I'm just kind of reviewing oh, uh, the aspect of it. Yeah. Like not BC Bud. Not that. The name that strain today uh, is going to go into the history books. Is not being claimed. It is Star Killer. That's Star Killer OG or Star Killer. That's the winner of the best hybrid flower in the 2016 Colorado Cannabis Cup, and it was a 70% Inca and made by Crossing Mazar and Blueberry OG with rare dankness. And so I'm not sure if it's with rare dankness or by rare dankness because I thought rare dankness was the actual name of the farm uh, that those guys run, but I could be wrong. Yeah, we don't know everything. Nope. <laughs> Just a lot the industry is fairly far away from where I am in the, uh, the the stupid plains of Illinois, where the only thing that a cannabis license can do is go to court. But, you know, the thing is, though, cannabis is still such a huge topic. You know, you're not going to know every grower, every thing. We're, like, we're in a unique position because we just talk about policy and all the other stuff, whereas, like, Adam Dunn, they're actual growers and, you know, people mm-hmm. who worked with, like, Sensei and, and been to the cannabis cups and have done all the matching. You know, like, I still... I, I can't tell outdoor and indoor grow because I just don't have, oh, we can't even like, there's just so few growers that are like uh, actual here. Like we can get some, uh, you know, people that home grow and most of the YouTubers that do cultivation, they're all home growers. They aren't, they aren't uh, commercial cultivators. Uh, you know, there's just no commercial cultivators around these parts because there's very few licenses. You know, I think there's more licenses in Missouri for cultivators and commercial cultivators. And like that was that headline that we did a couple of weeks ago, or like 10% of Missouri's hiring was cannabis industry related. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get it. I just think when it comes to like media stuff, you know, like I've been, you know, writing about this thing. And, and, and the thing is, like, there's just a, such an array of conversation. You know, if you talk about alcohol, you're going straight into like just, uh, brewing processes and whatnot whereas cannabis we still got the history we got policy going on you know you know there's not we're not fighting the free people for brewing home brews mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we're, we're no. not asking shit but i'm sure you could make a, a living being a home brew, not a home brew a uh micro brew a, like a local brewery consultant uh, and then like how you start up local breweries and do them well and like you know package that deal that's hopefully that's where we get with cannabis and to a certain extent we're already there but then the um diffuseness like you know there's just very few of them if this was oklahoma thousands of license holders lots of innovation there new new mexico i think there's going to be thousands of license holders and real innovation for uh water reclamation and then uh you know solar usage so that'll be great but it's just you talk about thousands of license holders in Oklahoma where we had thousands of pot shops here, but none of them were like an actual, we didn't have an infrastructure for medical. We just had business licenses. Like you go out and pay your, what, hundred bucks for a business license locally, register with the state, and now you open a shop. That was it. <laughs> no, pretty, uh, pretty cut and dry, huh? I wish I took advantage of that, but I was too busy. Well, you would have been shut down. 
you know? Well, there was right? many raids and there was many people because there are some legacy people who are now in the 502 industry, the recreational side of things. And there's other people who've left to California and become things of themselves. But the early days, though, yeah, you, you had that risk of when the federal uh, law enforcement would harass the, uh, the owners of a building saying, hey, you're renting to a dispensary, so either you better get them out or we're going to, you know, do something with your loans. And people would be out of fear because they were making mortgages or whatnot, whereas people who own land and took a stance weren't fucked with because they were private citizens creating private clubs. You know, it was a whole uh, uh, independent, uh, uh, was like a, a libertarian type shit, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like... This is America, right? I own this land. I'm allowed to have my hundred friends come over, and if I want to give them all uh, an eighth of weed for, you know, that's up to me. And then people stood up for that, and then, well, you know, yeah, the that's the what are, what are we learning here? This industry is about change, and how that industry is now ain't how it's going to be in five years. So exactly. get used to that, uh, especially like open market state like in Oklahoma or New Mexico. Five more years, you might actually have some heavy regulations to comply with. Whereas this plant's been around for thousands of years. Well, I think we have some some history that we can talk about with cannabis culture going way back into it. Today on Cannabis History with Tom and Miggy, uh, we're going to talk about the culture of cannabis in ancient Greece. Can you believe that stuff? Ancient yeah. Greece. Let me see if mine uh, comes in a little bit better. I've oh, zoomed in on there. And so this is uh, cannabis culture. The myths and the philosophy of ancient Greece influenced many people. And it would be hard to believe that it came under the spell of some magical plant. Now, the uh, Egyptians, the Persians, the, Sith- the Scythians, the Scythians. Where was the Scythians? Then? They're all in that, uh, you know, fertile crescent area in the Mediterranean at the very end, kind of like where Israel is, which, of yeah. course, is where the, the highest cannabis usage that there is. So yeah. I think that cannabis has been growing in Greece for thousands of years. Sure. Well, it's been around for them. I mean, it's been found in China, you know, B.C., so. Well, they had it. They had a uh, usage of fiber. So cannabis was used as fiber in Greece. And that has been examples of ancient Greek medical knowledge. So Greeks use cannabis as a remedy to treat inflammation, earache, endema, swelling of body part and collection of fluids uh, back in ancient Greece as well. So they weren't just using it as a fiber. They were also using it medicinally, which so Europeans have been using this plant medicinally for a little bit. You know, and and again, we villainize this plant where it is both uh, industrial and medical and recreational, but yet somehow we we separated this divide where people can't wrap their heads around that. Hmm. Yeah. Used it was a medicine used against tumors of various types in veterinary medicine. That's interesting that they have some Hippocrates. So I, I believe Hippocrates is like the guy who had the oath, you know, yeah, Hippocratic. Yeah. So it goes all the way back, uh, and then uh, it was supposed to be used against inflammations uh, or cathartic of wounds. Uh, especially of the Rachis. I'm not sure what the Rachis is. Or the Teneus. Yeah. I also don't know that word. So, <clears throat> so Hillman also knows that the main obscuring factor in regard to the role of ethogens in the classic world has been intervening 1700 years of institutionalized Christianity for, from some pression of pagan and Gnostic sects that use psychoactive sacraments. So, like, you're telling me these Christians with their yeah. Easter, you know, with the bunny and the eggs and the chocolate, right? They're stealing pagan holidays. Like, but what about what about with Christmas? You know, like with with the snow and, and the Christmas trees and the Santa Claus. So you're telling me the Santa Claus was just completely fabricated by Coca-Cola just to sell toys? No, oh, I thought it had everything to do with Christians. I thought Rudolph was real. <laughs> I just love how many things the Christians magically. It's like your God did that too. I mean, it was well, like one of those where they just they just adopt things to steamroll anything that was already there. Well, then they managed to kill the fun out of things too, right? Like, I mean, yeah. why would, why would you, let's see. Uh, the, the classic Greek term cannabisian. Hey, that's me. I'm a cannabisian, which means to smoke cannabis. Cannabisian frequently took the form of inhaling vapors from an incense burner in which these resins were mixed with other resins such as myrrh, balsam, frankincense, and perfumes. Meat. 
Interesting. And so let's go to the map here just to give a little visual for those people, especially the ones listening at home. Uh, so they have Scythia with Scythia for uh, it kind of goes up to where Turkey, I guess, would be. And it goes all I think that's the Black Sea right there. Right. And there's the Balto Slavs. Oh, yeah. And so uh, and there's Georgia. And so it's kind of like uh, to a certain extent, like where Crimea is uh, on the far east. But then it goes all the way west to like, you know, the steppe, almost close to Mongolia. And so that was Scythia, uh, S-Y, no, S-C-Y-T-H. How many consonants is that in a row? A lot. S-C-Y-T-H. You know, I really... And then Parthia was beneath that. And so these were, because like, isn't, Greece is like right over where it says the word Roman Empire. So yeah. Like Greece is basically right that. And then it, where it says empire, it kind of ends where Israel is right there at the very edge of the Mediterranean. And then you go and Scythia is above that. And so, yeah, Scythians were the main cannabis tradesmen. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't realize. And again, how did, how did this plant get villainized so, so hardcore? Like, I mean, how is it so equated to heroin? Yeah. I mean, even the Greek version of the name, cannabis. Yeah, I, I mean, everybody was on board. I just don't understand how. Well, again, we know how because of Nixon and and Anslinger and and villainizing. Don't minorities. forget the Christians, yeah, and the Christians. <laughs> but and again, the gateway argument and all the other bullshit. Just, I really hate though because. Uh, well, here's this one's better with uh, this. This map is much better when it comes to actually Greece. Uh, so you can see the Aegean Sea and then the Black Sea right there. Oh. It, the top of the map is the Danube. Never been there, uh, and, and and so that's pretty interesting that they have. Uh, they go into it and they say that they did use it, but we aren't necessarily sure like how much they used it. Yeah. Oh, this is neat. The Thracians, a well-organized group of horsemen and hunters, held a belief in the soul and the hereafter, comparable to Christian heaven. So Christian heaven was stolen from the Thracians, and they uh, they used to smoke hemp uh, to induce visions and ocular or ocular trances. Uh, which interesting. So there you go. You have uh, religious use of the cannabis plant by the Thracians. That's T H R A C I A N S. Uh, thousands of years ago in the Thracian plains of three thousand years ago. Hey, I I suggest either it was a mix of something back then, or it was more potent back then because I've never had a hallucination. Blah 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 blah. blah. Never had a, I've never had a hallucination off cannabis. Like, I never smoked such a big dab or smoked hash and been like... Maybe oh. it wasn't only cannabis. Well, you know, that's saying. another thing. There's other uh, plants that are out there that, if you consume them by smoke, really uh, get you feeling a little weird. But right. uh, the cannabis one is because we have an endocannabinoid system. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I just... And again... Uh, I hate when they call it hallucinogenic. Like it just—it's not. Did you already cover this aspect of it? The classic Greek term of cannabisian. Yeah, that's what I talked yeah. about. Briefly, that's why I said I am. I'm a cannabisian. That's smoke. right. It means to smoke. Uh, and then there you go. You see those resins were mixed with other resins, such as myrrh, balsam, frankincense, and perfumes. Maybe that's what was causing all the the apparitions. Just say, you know, uh, human beings, uh, we seem to, I don't know what it is in modern day, we think we're better than our past, but uh, people like to party. People do. <laughs> people, people really do like to party. All right. Well, I say that we uh, move on into the next story that we have uh, up, which yeah. is a pretty interesting one. And a lot of people call about these types of things. And very often there is no license for it. And so let's let's go ahead and, and cover some stuff we weren't expecting. What up, everybody? Miggy and Tom here to talk about some shit we weren't expecting. In New York State, those officials are considering whether to allow restaurants to sell weed-infused foods. Most cannabis laws have very stringent uh, edible guidelines for requirements for dosing. And therefore, you never really see any type of license that allows for this, where you would have... Uh, food establishments being able to create their own infused wares and sell them. And so this is a brand new type of license or whatever it's going to become if it actually happens. It, 
this is just the law catching up with what's going on in New York. You know, right now in New York, there's a lot of people who are uh, doing their own thing. Uh, what two years ago, I, I knew a guy who went to New York for business, and they offered him CBD to be added to his uh, his food. So this is before legalization. So even then, they were trying to infuse CBD into their uh, their dinners. And I'm kind of in the talks with some people. Uh, based out of uh, Houston, that also from New York, that uh, uh, an alcohol rum infused cannabis. They want to try and get out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, and a few is that an article? Shit, the legal marijuana sales kicked off in Jersey, New York legalized in 2021. I think that was the end of the article. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And so, like, yeah. that's the the headline of it. Uh, the Office of Cannabis Management, and that's the lead uh, cannabis regulator in the state of New York, has been approached and asked by New York pizzerias and other restaurants if they can sell weed-infused foods. Uh, like I said, like this really never happens with your edible license. Your edible license, I don't have any uh, packaging of edibles, but they have requirements regarding dosing and uh, amounts. And so like the max... And in this state, Illinois is 10 milligrams. And when you do these infusions, especially at a restaurant where they aren't necessarily doing the type of science to get that uh, standardization of the the specific dose, uh, that's why I just don't think we've ever seen them. Uh, Not to say that they won't happen. Yeah. Well, there's been catering. There's been pop-ups. Even in L.A., there's like those secret pop-up dinners that pop up. There's a secret. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. There's no, they didn't get a license for that stuff. You know, it's yeah. like, wink, wink, we're, it's, we're charging a gate fee for the band, you know. But when, when you do the license though, I mean, like really, what are you, what are you paying for? Like, as far as like, what is the consumer being protected? And I think something like that's going to be like, you're going to know, like, okay, you start with a X amount milligram bar of butter, you know, you're going to have notes. Cause I mean, there's going to be ways to figure out. What's yeah, the would there be approved? That would be awesome if you could like yeah. get a recipe approved at a at a restaurant. And so like it's like the Office of Cannabis Management or your regulator in your state. You know, I'm looking at you, Department of Agriculture in my state. And then of course there'll be something else soon. Um, how do you go by and like certify like if this these are your SOPs to, to a certain extent? Like, give me the recipe that you want to serve, and then that recipe would call for a particular amount, and there would be so many cuts of the cake or so many dishes of the stew uh, yeah. and by dishes, I mean labels. Yeah. Uh, and so with that, then I think it becomes very, very easy to be able to create these types of licenses, which I think would be great. And then it's just like, well, you know, if the, if the restaurant wants to do it, they have to apply, they have to tender their SOPs and then yeah. they can't go like ridiculous. There would be a limit. It's like, you can't go over this many milligrams according to your recipes, SOPs. Well, and you're going to also be involving like distillates, uh, you know, besides butter, you know, there's going to be using RSO. It's all, I think it's going to be coming up to the chef, right? Like it's going to be their secret sauce. Uh, I heard it best explaining it's going to follow along with the next coming topic. But um, this podcast I was listening to, we're talking about how things are regulated. And like Obama put it best. He's like, look, you're a hot dog maker. You don't give your hot dog recipe to everybody. But you got to give it to the FDA guy so he knows what's putting into it. And then that's it. And it's kind of what I do. I do with the services and support. You know, I I don't care how uh, uh, your antenna works. I'm just here to check things and make sure things function. Now you go ahead and do your secret sauce to it. You know, like there's a way to do things that mm-hmm. everybody, it's open-ended, right? It's going to be like, okay, I know I'm going into this knowing that they're going to use a thousand milligrams of right. RSO and... Well, I think that's just the when you're when you're doing these types of new things, then these are regulations that never existed before, and such a stigma. That's going to be our last story, you know. But we'll hang out for that one. Yeah. Uh, and such a stigma that's been out there that they aren't really sure how to regulate it, and and so that they they just usually make it really really small, you know, low and slow, start like that. And so uh, as a result, they've always just been very very against these types of hard to uh, keep ahead of and like, you know, control over uh, infused types. But then as people get more accustomed to the concept and then like, I just made uh, butter today. Right? Fantastic. And so now yeah. we get to make cookies. What a, what a, what a beautiful thing. Uh, you know, everybody should be so lucky. And then if I had a recipe for those cookies and I've done it before, but it's like back of the napkin math kind of stuff. I think this cookie has this many milligrams. <laughs> 
And so you could standardize it a little bit more. But when that restaurant is making that food, they don't have to send every plate that comes up down to testing to make sure that it tests. You know, right. I think like that would be part of the regulations. You would buy the cannabis like shake or whatever you're going to do. Yep. And then you're allowed to start from that substrate. And then from that, you can create your butter uh, and do your own extraction. Uh, That's what or, it's like. The, the known variables can be the beginning of the ex the plant, right? Like if you want to watch Bong Appetit or any of these other weed cooking shows, you know, these guys are using like crystal distillate, you know, just THCA or THCB, or they're mixing in CBDs. Like there's going to be a, a plethora of combinations that people can use. It's not going to always be can of butter, but I tell you what, though, it'd be awesome one day to get a pizza and the guy has a grinder full of weed and he's like, all right, tell me to say when. You know, like well, it has to be activated. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> weed is not Parmesan cheese unless it's already been decarbed. And so, I didn't decarb uh, today's extraction of can uh, of the butter, and therefore, it did not get hot enough to really uh, get decarbed. But you know, it's still the same uh, polar, and so like it still you know separates out because it's a, an oil and it's cannabinoid. And so, when you bake the cookies, that'll pop it over the the 240 degrees in temperature, and then it'll activate. Yeah, at least that's the theory. Yeah, yeah. But and that's what you're going to be accounting for in your SOPs, in your procedures, in your recipes. And that's what the stamp of approval will be. And then they can order that. That's right. That's right. You can. All right, man. And so let's see here. We got uh, something on the how to cannabis. And it's kind of a, a, a loosey one in the sense that it's a little funny. But uh, let's go ahead and, and talk about that uh, real quick. What was I going to call this again? Let me just even check the show notes. I just closed cannabis. All right. Uh, no, it's not what I was going to call it. But um, uh, yeah. Call it what you want. We'll get it. Well, I, I have to think. That's the thing, you know. You um, what's that? You have a bumper for the cannabis? Yeah, just the old short one. Oh, okay. Just that one. Just that one. You see, everybody else who's watching, they're like, what the hell? It's like, because we make clip shows, guys. That's right. You know, you get to watch it live. And then later you'll see this clip and be like, oh, that was an interesting uh, bit on how to cannabis. And so let's go ahead and, and do one of those one more time. Hey, everybody. It's me, Tom, cannabis industry lawyer, here to, with another one of our how to cannabis segments. Uh, something just happened in the news. You may have heard it. Uh, Elon Musk has bought Twitter. And he is saying that he wants to bring back free speech and to, for it to really be um, uh, the, the marketplace of ideas or the, the community commons where you can have that public square and discuss things. Now, what does this have to do with your cannabis business? Well, the number one thing that's probably standing in the way of not only your business and getting its, its word out, but also like the whole industry may be a particular algorithm. And we're going to bring Miggy on. And then we're also going to talk about this story from Leafly. So could Elon Musk's Twitter uh, purchase and the cannabis social media ban? We no. gripe about this thing all the freaking time because he is, um, you know, it's it's real. Like one of the things that will get right in your way when you're trying to operate uh, anything, uh, get your word out, market for some way, uh, is this social media algorithm that's out there. Uh, preventing you from doing anything. So, for example, if I go to my um, my Instagram feed at Cannabis Industry Lawyer, I will be reminded several times that it is um, I'm not allowed to buy any ads. Not only that, uh, there's some you know hashtag generator apps that you can do. And all, this, all these bots that watch the hashtags, uh, and so you pl plug that hashtag generator in, and they go, "Oh, this is a banned search term." The, the search term they banned on Instagram was legalized cannabis. Mm. Why is that a banned search term? You know, uh, are you trying to actively suppress facts? And so that's, I think, one of the reasons why I don't think legal cannabis at the federal level is going to be here for a while. I think that's one of the reasons why 70% of people, they support it, but yet nothing gets done yeah. because you just can't. And even our, our we just hit 35,000 subs. It took us eight months to get the last 5,000. As soon as they found us, we'd go from like, you know, 2,000 a month down to 500 a month. Well, it's like the Facebook group. I, don't, I can't even tell you like how often do we get a spike of like 20,000 people one time. And then like, uh, it just goes still for months and months. And I'm like, I get one like out of like 300,000 people. It's actively being suppressed. The, the, the cannabis 
conversation itself, right? Uh, I think it's a combination of AI and lazy coding, right? It's like, you know, it's the difference of all they got to change and somewhere deep in the algorithm is cannabis equals heroin to cannabis equals not heroin. <laughs> you know, put that little slash in between the, the equal sign because that's an algorithm. That's what's going on. Right. So we're deep in that brain. They're all different, right? Facebook's different. Twitter's different. Instagram's different. They're all different brains. And so will it change? I don't think so, man. I I mean, Twitter might if they actively, if he, but I, you have to be proactive, right? It's not like these guys are going to do things on themselves. It's kind of like the law. The right. law has changed itself. So I, it's going to be within the company itself. And will, will Elon matter? I hope so. But like, like, you know, let's tweet at Elon, everybody out there, try to get his ear and see if a is there an algorithm at Twitter that is actively suppressing it. And if, if so, I want you to like, how do you comment out something in that code? Is that is that one of those things? Because the, there's HTML comment out. So comment yeah. out the uh, the algorithm that is suppressing the industry, because you're like selling weed is a ma major felony to essential business. Yet they're still in prison. Doesn't make sense. You're right. It doesn't. How about we start like, you know, getting more of the message out so that other people know that and maybe we'll get some uh, policy change. But, you know, if, if Freedom Grow Forever tries to like promote a tweet or get something that's out there, does it get censored? You know, yeah. uh, and then he's also he's called the uh, prohibition is stupid mildly. So that's that's good. Well, yeah, and he's also been the he's he's the dude who smokes weed on Joe Rogan. Yeah, and, and, and again, he he might. I mean, he has already input that he wants to get done, and one of the things he wants to do is make the code open source almost to where other nerds can. We'd be able it. to go. There's the algorithm suppressing weed. <laughs> exactly. Like this is the part we need to change, buddy. Like because that's right. probably what it is. There's one segment somewhere deep in that brain of Twitter where he type in a search for and every single one of them copied it. Google yeah. copied it, Facebook copied it, or Alphabet and Meta. Uh, I'm sure Microsoft copied it, but like in C Sharp. And so uh, it's one of these deals where it's out there and they did it because a, a lawyer uh, in their legal department said, we are at risk if we don't suppress this because then it is a federal conspiracy. Well, you know, it's one of those deals where we need, you know, it'd be great if we had an administration that'd be like, we're doing a moratorium on the enforcement of this law. Cannabis is the best example of true, uh, uh, like bad coding, bad, uh, uh, like real world versus not, right? Like when people talk about shadow ban, all these weirdos, the, the, the QAnon and the 4chan people who go and create. Oh yeah, the people, that, the people who shall rename nameless because yeah. we are trying to avoid an, an array that may have a list of them in them. You know, but it, it's a thing where it's cannabis conversation. Again, we'll get flagged. We didn't smoke on camera. We just talked about mm -hmm. policy. This is going to get flagged 18 and plus, right? And if you're 18 and over, go vote. For the love of go God, vote. go vote. Yeah, that's right. Don't forget to vote. But then also uh, keep changing it. You know, go to your regulators and interact with your regulators because you're educating them and they're just trying to get you to follow the rules. So tell them about the plant, get them educated so that they can do a better job at their regulations. They aren't trying to be upset, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's not, I'm not sure if you ever saw Parks and Rec, but uh, the Ron Swanson character, the Handleburn mustache played by Nick Offerman. Yeah. And so he was one of those guys that like hated government bureaucracy and was in charge of government bureaucracy. Oh yeah. yeah. No, but that's the quandary we're in, right? It's kind of like, this is the fucked up part about adulting, right? We understand that we have nuclear missiles and we're not going to use them, right? But, man, when I was a kid, dude, I'd break, not get some sleep just thinking, oh, man, we can kill each other how many times? Like, <laughs> but you also have to realize, like, no one's going to do this shit. Like, no one, you know, it's like bullies. Bullies talk a lot of shit until you step at them and then, like, then they back off. Or if everybody has a plan to take a punch, right? Right. It's just, certain things that you got to face and, and to get through and uh this damn algorithm is definitely going to be one of them that we're still fighting up that's right and uh we will continue to fight with it um you know we'll be back on sunday uh, i intend to get a haircut before then uh, what type <laughs> tune in on sunday to find out 
Uh, and then I wanted to thank everybody, especially the 100 people that have, for some reason, found us uh, and then stuck around. Uh, you know, thank you. And if you want to become a member of the channel, we'll put you in the credits and we'll see you sometimes when it is 420 somewhere. Thank you. You're here so long. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But um, it's finally at this place where I, if they've been watching this, they're going to find out I'm going to have a mullet. So now <laughs> I have to go book an appointment and get myself a proper mullet, and then I'm closing the company for two weeks. Nice.